Hello, I'm Amber Lowther and welcome to another episode of the Fashion Avenue podcast. I've been blogging about fashion and beauty for nine years and so I thought I would start a podcast all about the ins and outs of the industry and chatting to industry professionals and people who have just absolutely killed it. So here I am with another episode and today I'm chatting to Sitting Pretty Halo Hair co-founders Taryn and Logan. After finding a gap in the market for hair extensions that don't ruin your hair, Hair, Taryn started making hair halos in her living room and now it's a full-blown business offering full thick natural hair halos that look and feel amazing. If you have thin hair problems like me and want hair looking Beyonce level good and if you're interested in how a hair halo actually works then make sure you keep on listening to this episode of the Fashion Avenue podcast. Karen and Logan, thank you so much for joining me on the Fashion Avenue podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you. No worries. Um, So I want to kick this off by asking a question I ask some of my guests. So what did you want to be when you grew up? So, I mean, I always secretly wanted to be an actress growing up. (laughs) It just seemed like the perfect job. But I think I was always drawn to doing something creative. So I think that's how I ended up in my own business because you have a lot of free reign to do whatever you want in that sort of sense. Amazing. What about you, Logan? Um, Well, I kind of went through a lot of phases where I wanted to be a policeman and, you know, actually at one point I wanted to be a horticulturist because I I like plants. Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) But by the time I was 16, I actually wanted to be an entrepreneur. It just just made a lot of sense to me. You know, you get to live your life in your own terms and be rewarded for creating useful things and stuff. And, I, you know, I still find that really exciting. Yeah, amazing. Well, it definitely went that way. So, you're not doing too bad. (laughs) (laughs) And so did you study or did you go straight into the workforce after school? Um, I went straight into the workforce um, for about a year after school just to have a break. Um, and then I went back to you need to do visual merchandising. Wow, very cool. Same thing. I went into the workforce and then I did a traineeship in business administration for I think it was like 12 months or something like that and that's pretty much all the studying um, that I did. Yeah, know, very cool. So, Taryn, can I ask, how did you first become interested in hair? Yeah, so, I mean, I've always I've always just loved hair. Um, I don't know, I've always been really drawn to it when, you know, when I was younger and sort of, you know, looking at women with big uh, sort of blow-waved hair and highlights and that kind of thing. I just always really um, thought it was quite beautiful. And so, from age 14, I was like colouring my hair and going from blonde to brunette back to blonde to brunette all through, mm-hmm. you know, my teen years and early 20s. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I got my first hair extensions when I was 16 because I could never seem to get my own hair past a certain point. Like, it just wouldn't grow. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. And so um, the day that I did that, I got my first set of, like, weft sew-in hair extensions and I just, fell in love with hair extensions because they made me feel just really good. Like I felt really pretty and like I had all this hair and um, yeah, it's just weird how much hair can play a part in your self-esteem like that. And so that was sort of how I became really interested in it. Uh, it was the, cool. the very beginning anyway. Yeah. And, yeah. and how did the idea come about for Sitting Pretty Halo Hair? So because, yeah, because I'd always been wearing hair extensions, like I'd gone from like 
I'd tried all the different types of methods and stuff from that young age and I'm not sure if you've ever if you've ever had hair extensions or tried permanents but you're kind of always having to go like you get them and then you have to take them out and you wait and then you have to get them put back in and it's yeah. just this sort of cycle of like having them in and out and it can get messy and then it can also just damage your hair and that kind of thing so mm. I went through that process I just thought that that was how I had to do it and I also tried the clip-ins and everything like that so um I just thought that this is what I have to do to have hair extensions and then I guess when I found the halo like I, I had somebody sort of like um show it to me one day and I was like what is this this is amazing so I found it that way and I just realized that I'd found the perfect hair extension in that in that sense and I wanted to build a brand around that and um make a brand that was really relatable to, to women. That is so cool. And it's funny you say about, you know, trying hair extensions when you were younger. I have an older sister and so she was kind of the guinea pig for that. So she would always get <laughs> hair extensions and I just see, you know, her um, going in and out and just some of them not looking great or damaging her hair. And I was like, no, this is not my life. So I did the whole clip-in thing in, in school and um, loved that. <laughs> And yeah, it was just funny watching kind of her being the guinea pig and me just watching from afar being like, oh my God, what is she doing? But um, <laughs> being the little sister, but it's, it's really, it's really funny. Um, I actually came across the Sitting Pretty Halo Hair Instagram probably about a year or so ago, maybe a little bit more. And um, oh, cool. yeah, and it was really funny because I had never seen a hair extension like that before. And because I have really fine hair hair um and I wish it was thicker and I'm like oh you know I wish I could have it in a nice messy ponytail or something and it just be a little bit fuller and so when I saw the halo I was like what the hell and I remember watching and scrolling and watching how how you do it and I'm like oh my god it's so easy yeah I know they're really good have you have you ever tried one I haven't tried one no I need to go try one oh. I, need, I just don't know what colors we'll do, have to but send you one I'll have to um yeah. definitely yeah because so many colors I'm like oh my god and my hair's a few different colors so I don't know but um um, I'm sure you can, <laughs> you can help me with that. A few bits of brown and blonde in there. I don't know what I am. But um, so for listeners who don't know, how would you describe what halo hair extensions actually are? Yeah, so um, it is a bit hard to explain un- unless you have a demonstration, but um, I guess <laughs> it's a little bit hard. But um, it's like a, I guess it's like a headband mm-hmm. um, with hair attached to it, like a whole section of hair attached to it so that it um, it covers you know, underneath your head from one side, from one temple to the other is of like hair attached to lace. And then the connecting piece of wire is like a clear nylon wire that sits in your part. So it's completely invisible and you pull your hair, like the whole top section of your hair over the top of the halo. So the halo is essentially just sitting on your head um, and it's not attached to anything. um, And people always think, oh, but won't that fall off and won't it move? And they really don't. Like they're just, once they're fitted to your head, um, they're really secure. And it's just like the angle that they're sitting on makes it really secure and quite comfortable as well. Wow. Because I was going to ask if it's comfortable. So that's good to know. Yeah, they're really comfortable. Like, Like I forget I'm wearing it most of the time. Oh my God, that's the best because there's nothing worse (laughs) than having something uncomfortable (laughs) on your head. Like the amount of headbands I've tried through the years and everything and I'm just like, oh my God, my hair just feels like it's about to come off. Yeah, I know. Um, And can I ask, what do you think was missing in the market? Did you find that there was quite a big gap for a different type of hair extension? Yeah, so I felt like it ticked a lot of boxes for me that I guess, you know, with the type of hair extension that it was. Basically, um, yeah, I, I felt like what was missing in the market was a was a product 
that was marketed to women in the hair extension industry in a way that was sort of more tasteful and a bit more like cool in that sense. Um, and I felt like the Halo was the perfect product for that because it just ticked all the boxes in the sense of, you know, it didn't damage the hair. It was easy. It was super quick and you didn't have to kind of like keep getting, um, you know, like with permanents, you have to keep getting them moved up and it costs a lot of money. So it was really quite affordable and sustainable in that way. So we, yeah, we just really wanted to start a brand that was really covered all those things and was like, it just had an amazing product, but it was also an amazing brand as well. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. And I think, I think that the brands in the market, especially when we got, when we got started, the other brands, uh, hair extension brands, they had like a, a really kind of tacky sort of stigma, um, around them and the, and the industry itself just, you know, like girls don't want to be known to have hair extensions or to be wearing hair extensions. And we found that, you know, that, that has something to do with the stigma behind it. Um, because there's absolutely nothing wrong with wearing hair extensions, you know, it's like wearing a hat, you know, no no problems with it. So we wanted to create a a brand that was marketed, I guess, in that way that made Mm. the girls go, oh, like I can, tell people I'm wearing this because the brand has made it so much more tasteful or, or something. Yeah, yeah, something that they that they can relate to. Absolutely. And how long did it take you to actually launch the business? Well, I guess it wasn't so much a launch, was it? <laughs> yeah, it was a really, it was actually a drawn out process because, um, I mean, not many people know this, but I started sort of like by making them myself at home, wow. the halos. Um, yeah, and I would like have people like, customers come to my house and I would like fit the halo to them and like measure their head and then go and make it and then they'd come back and I'd cut it and fit it and everything just because I wanted it to be like I wanted it to look really natural and I was sort of obsessed with making sure that they looked just like their own hair and that people would just never be able to tell so I we went through this whole process of like me doing that and just it was more like I guess research and R&D looking back now and then it turned into an online business probably a year after I was I spent a year doing that and then it became a an online business and that was sort of maybe four years ago now that's mm. incredible how was it received when when it kind of or, or was there a point where it kind of all kicked off yeah I mean it was it was actually because I think we, we were one of the first brands in Australia to ever do the halo and people just it took a long time for people to actually believe that it was going to work because they they would just be like that's not going to work and I'd be like no it does you have you can come try it on and I had to have this whole like marketing hook where I was like come and have a free consultation try it on Mm -hmm. see what it feels like there's no obligation like I was made really clear that you know you don't have to feel like you need to buy it and stuff when you come and try it on just come and see and so like people would just come and try them on and they'd be like oh wow it actually feels Mm -hmm. good like you're right like I can they shake their head and I'd be like, you know, move your head around, shake it. And then they'd be like, oh, okay, it worked. And then I think it was just like word of mouth from then on. Now it's really easy. Like people were just happy to buy them. But in the yeah. early days, I remember it was like I had to convince people that they actually worked. Yeah. <laughs> but I think also back back then we didn't have, like we had videos of, you know, a few customer testimonials and we had videos of Taryn showing how the Halo works and stuff like that. But I think it wasn't until we started doing influencer marketing, we started getting credible um, other women, you know, in the industry. Uh, hairdressers and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, actually showing their audience in you know in video how it worked and that's when things really sort of started taking off yeah because I think what was so surprising to me finding your Instagram was seeing um, you know makeup artists and hairstylists that use um, you know the models that they have for their shoots and whatnot for their brand for, you know fashion brands or whatnot and um, I saw some photos where 
their models, like their hair was so thick and beautiful. And I'm like, how is their hair so full? And I'm like, why can't I get that with my hair? And I'm trying every bloody thing, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to curl my hair. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do everything. I'm putting, you know, I'm flipping it upside down, trying to blow dry, <laughs> trying to get, you know, the most beautiful full hair. And then when I saw that it was you and the, the halo hair extensions, I was like, I've never heard of this and I haven't seen this, but it is amazing. Yeah, I know. They're pretty amazing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because it's like it just gives you dream hair like instantly and yeah you don't have to sacrifice anything i know i couldn't really believe good it. and yeah. just the way that it uh, you know you put it on i was like this is crazy i love it so really amazing yeah. idea and obviously you're very successful which is amazing um but obviously you know with every brand i guess and with starting a business there can also be challenges did you find that there were some challenges when starting the brand or getting it off the ground um yeah i mean like i guess what we mentioned before it was mm. sort of like um, overcoming that whole like, communicating to people what the product was and how it how it would actually work and, and you know like it's, it's such a new thing so it was like how do you do that you know so it was like, coming up with new ways of um, being able to communicate that um, which we eventually got there but yeah it was it was sort of difficult in the beginning but I mean like personally I felt like I struggled a lot with things like self-doubt and just putting unnecessary pressure on myself Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning to just like get it up and running and that kind of thing. So that was quite challenging and I, I'm like much better at it now and I don't do that to myself anymore. But yeah, that was something that I, I, got, I got to go through and learn as well, which was which was pretty cool. Yeah. I, li- I liked that that happened. Yeah. And what yeah. How, what did you find helped you try to conquer that? Um, I mean, I, I started doing meditation and okay. that was really helpful because, yeah, you just sort of more feeling, you're going in and just feeling your feelings basically and like the disturbances that you have in in yourself um which are you know prominently caused by like just thinking and so when I you know just feel and not think that really helped and sort of just like I guess I got to the point where I was like I just am sick of it I don't want to think like this anymore Mm -hmm. and I just sort of was like I've had enough I'm not going to do it and Logan was really awesome too like he would just be like you don't need to put pressure on yourself I think it can get really hard too though you just automatically just on social media world it's hard not to just look at what other people are doing and even just compare yourself unconsciously like you don't even realize you're doing it but you sort of have this feeling of like Uh, everyone's moving quickly and so we need to move quickly and we've realized that we don't need to do we don't even need to worry about what anyone else is doing and just do our own thing. Absolutely. And it's so, it can be so hard putting your thoughts in order, you know, and um, I love, I personally yeah. love meditation. I do it quite often and I've just started doing a lot of journaling, which I find is really great to just have everything written down and um, kind of then read it out loud to myself afterwards and just like, you know, make the point that this is what um, is happening and just make it a conscious kind of thing. I'm all yeah. for that. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. It's such a good like idea and a lot of my friends um, recommended it to me and even my doctor recommended it to me because I have anxiety quite bad. So for me, it's, you know, it's something that is a great tool and something that I found um, a lot of comfort in as well, which is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I'll try that for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I love meditation. I'll do it any day of the week. I just, I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> <laughs> And um, so going back to your products and your styles, so how long did it take you to perfect the styles that you have on your store? Yeah, I think we, I'm just trying to think back. It was so long ago. Um, I think I think we started with one, which was the medium, so the 100 gram halo. So that was the main one because I felt like people generally wanted length 
as well as volume. Yeah. Um, and that was my, that's kind of my favorite one um, because you, you generally have to like trim it to a natural length so that it looks, you know, like a natural kind of, like it's not too long. And so that was sort of the popular like anyway. And then experimenting with that one, I started to realize that, you know, we'd get some older women as well and they don't necessarily want long hair. They just want volume. And so I thought, well, the fine halo would be a great product to bring out because it was even only 60 grams, which is not much hair at all. But when you cut it to the same length as your own hair, it gives people like this perfect natural amount of volume that just looks incredibly natural. So so, yeah, so we sort of started going in that direction. And I just knew that so many women had, they, don't, they didn't all have the same hair goals. So it was like, it just made sense to sort of go, okay, well, what are the different weights that we can bring out? And then we brought out the thick halo. Um, I think it was when we went online, wasn't it? Uh, no, I think it was when we did our rebrand in 2018. Yeah. And so the thick halo is obviously like for people who want um, a lot more thickness and, and length. And so um, we brought that one out too, which, yeah, I think the three together are great because they kind of cover everyone's hair goals that they could potentially want to achieve with their hair. That's awesome and it's so good that you have you know a variety to choose from there because obviously everyone's kind of different and what they're looking for and I guess going back to the usual clip-ins and stuff like that there was kind of only like one option there really in terms of that extension I found so yeah no that's amazing and can I ask how many did you kind of have to launch with starting off? Um, well, on the online store, I think it was just two. Okay. Yep. It was yeah. the medium and the, yeah, it was the medium and the fine. Awesome. Um, back then we were calling it the full head and the half head though. So yeah, we, we changed the yeah. lingo up a bit. Standard, standard term, summer language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so you use 100% Remy hair, is it? Yeah, that's right. So what, what is that and why did you decide to use that type of hair? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll try to keep this kind of brief because it's a big topic and I can talk about it all day long. I don't think your uh, audience has got the time. But um, Everyone has the time right the now. Hair, <laughs> the hair industry is, is a really complex industry. It's, it's a beast, actually. It's, it's highly, highly unregulated right. and um, not that it necessarily needs to be regulated. You know, there's no dangerous processes or, or anything like that. But, but basically what it boils down to is that as a consumer, you have no idea what kind of hair you're getting. Yeah. Um, there's no way to fact check this sort of thing for, for the consumer. In fact, most suppliers don't even know either um, yeah. and that's because the supply chain is extremely partitioned you know there's no unified like there's no unified and agreed to set of definitions you know that everyone uses to describe the various hair types so Remy hair can mean a range of things depending on who you ask in fact you can buy virgin hair right virgin hair which means which is meant to mean that it's completely unprocessed and you can buy virgin hair that's been bleached to be platinum blonde right. um, which means it's not virgin hair yeah I was like <laughs> Yeah. So given the lack of definition, we take a, a, a strict stance where to us, Remy hair means that it's high quality, real human hair. It's not mixed with animal hair. It's not mixed with synthetics or lower grade hair. Um, it's colored and processed for longevity. It's textured to feel soft. It's textured to feel like European hair. You know, we're all descendants of Europe. So, or most, most of the Western world. So, um, European texture means that it will blend well and matches with your own hair. Right. And it should last six to 12 months in reasonably good care because, you know, when you, when you spend two, three, four hundred dollars, you want to get a decent amount of, you know, you want to get decent value out of your purchase. Yeah. And some of our customers, we stay six to 12 months, but some of our customers will come back after like two to three years um, to buy their second halo. So we know that it can last a lot longer than that as well. 
Yeah, and um, would it be easier to style being human hair, like with you oh, know, tools yeah, and sure. whatnot? I mean, I, I think that in the future there's going to be synthetic hair fibres that, that will be developed, and I'm sure that it's already being developed, that will be um, comparable to human hair because the problem with the industry is that, and the reason why you know you get so many low-grade hair, hair qualities is because there's a finite amount of hair available um i think i'm probably going a little bit too deep with this now but um (laughs) there's a limited source of hair and there's a growing demand so what's going to happen you know you're either going to pay top dollar for the best quality hair which is sort of where we're at right now or um or you're going to be buying low quality hair that's been mixed with animal hair and synthetics and other low quality um fibers so we have a pretty strict stance on what we what our remy hair is but not all brands have that same take that same approach so if you compare our halo against others on the market um and there's a few you'll see that our price point is slightly higher than most, and that's because we sell a different hair quality. Right. Um, and the way that we know that is, or one of the ways we know that, other than the fact that we, you know, we all very well, we, we all pretty much deal with the same suppliers, hair um, traders. So the other way that we know that is that when we compare our price points, we're buying our hair for the same price in many cases that they're oh. selling there. So wow. there's a, you know, there's a, you know, it, it's pretty obvious what's going on, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, and the second part of your question was, why did you choose to use this type of hair? And that, and the answer is that the Remy hair that we use for our hair is soft, it's long-lasting, it's versatile. Mm-hmm. So you can do a lot with it. You can style it, you can color it uh, to a degree. You know, you can't bleach it and all these sort of things, but you can you can tone it different colors, which is, is important for our customers. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it feels like your own hair, sometimes actually, sometimes even better. Mm-hmm. So it's the perfect hair for what our customers are after. That's awesome. And can you? How do you wash it? Can you wash it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you wash it like um like you would your own hair. Um, you can either take it in the shower and just give it like a light shampoo and condition, or you can do it in like a kitchen sink or a laundry sink. Cool. Yeah, you take it off your head. Yeah, you take it off. Yeah. I can only imagine what some people would do after a few drinks. Jump in the shower, forget. <laughs> um. So obviously, hair extensions. Your general hair extensions can seem time consuming to apply. So how long does it take to put in a halo hair extension from you? So, I mean, to apply it is about, I mean, I can do mine in like 10 seconds. Wow. Yeah, it's tough to put it on, pull your hair over the top or you cook your hair up to begin with and then comb uh, your hair, brush it over and then, yeah, and then you're done. And some, a lot of the time, um, like I know a lot of the girls say, like a lot of our customers say this and I do this, but your halo will already have like waves in it from, you know, the last time you wore it. And so you don't really need to even do much to your hair because it, your hair sitting on top and the halo is already styled. So it kind mm-hmm. of looks really good already. And so you literally just put it on and it's sort of like you can get away with not even having to style your own hair if you, if you don't need to. Great. It's also a bonus. Yeah, absolutely. And is there any way that, is there any chance that you have to like blend it in or anything or you, can you just brush the top and be good to go? Yeah, like it just depends on your own hair type. So people with thick, you know, like if their hair has been cut, if their own hair has like a blunt line that's been cut straight and quite thick, then you may need to do some styling with your own hair, like wave it, make sure it sort of blends in. But if you have fine ends where your hair, you know, the ends of your hair are sort of more wispy, that's the perfect kind of hair to blend in with um, any hair extension really because you can't see where your hair ends and where the, you know, the halo starts. Um, So if you have hair like that, like I have hair like that, and I literally can put my halo in and I can just leave, like I don't need to touch my hair. 
it's great. That's amazing. <laughs> That's the goals that we all are reaching for, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody really wants to spend a lot of time doing that kind of stuff anymore, I've noticed. Like yeah. we all want really quick class solutions. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so obviously they don't only offer length but also thickness. So who's your target customer? Yeah, our target customer is uh, the girls who have thin hair and who I guess want it to look want their hair to look really natural with whatever they do. So they want they want a hair extension but they want it to look like they aren't wearing a hair extension. And I know most people think, oh, but what doesn't everybody want that? But I don't know, sometimes people like wearing their hair extensions really long and they don't really care if it doesn't look natural. They just want long hair. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, I feel like our customer loves that. We really consider the, the whole, like, we give instructions and we show them how to cut them and how you can tell your hairdresser to, you know, make sure it looks natural and we give tips and stuff. So, um, yeah, our customer is that kind of girl. She's classy. She loves, you know, nice things and quality things and she just wants her hair to look the best it can look Amazing. but also natural and she's got fine hair. So, yeah, Great. we solve thin hair problems. Love that. <laughs> As someone with fine hair, I can relate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so how many different colours do you have in your range now? Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Hard question. Uh, I know, 17. Yeah. <laughs> We're always putting out new colours. Wow. Yeah, we'll, we'll be wanting, yeah, we want to add more because, like, there's so many shades, you know, like there's cool browns, warm browns, cool blondes, yeah. warm blondes and different variations. So, um, yeah, we're always looking to bring out more colours and um, just figure out what, what our audience wants in terms of shades. Like, I know they... They really want balayage halos, so we're, we're working on that at the moment to get yeah. them balayage halos. Yeah, I have um, balayage. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Most people do now. I think it's just like just what, you know, what we have now. Yes, yeah. pretty Especially standard. Especially right now. No yeah, especially right now. No one gets to that one. And <laughs> not as nicely blended, more like a band line across yeah. the <laughs> And so a question that I'm probably interested in, something that I mentioned before, is that if we're unsure of what colour to get, aka myself, um, and really want to make sure it matches our hair, can we contact you for assistance on that? Yeah, absolutely. So we offer um, a free service where you just send in some photos, you know, like selfies or just photos, like photos of the back of your hair, mm-hmm. preferably in like natural light so yep. that it's true to colour. And yeah, we just, we give you our, our recommended colour match and even thickness if you're wanting, you know, tips on which thickness is best for what you want to achieve. But it's super easy to match um, colour through photos. Like we, we can see tones and look out for like you know the the things that we know are going to like the ends of your hair need to match the halo so we look at the ends of your hair and what color they are and stuff so yeah it's pretty good it's pretty accurate most of the time that's really great yeah because obviously it's hard kind of online and then looking at your hair and being like i don't know what i'm doing yeah i know if you don't if you don't know and you're not familiar with shades of hair colors then it can be a bit tricky so yeah yeah it's it's good to send in some photos for that that's a great Mm. service and speaking of the thickness so you have three different thicknesses so you have fine medium and thick can you please explain what each thickness offers yeah sure so so they all come 20 inches long um, and the only difference in them is that they're yeah obviously like a different thickness of hair and so the reason that we've designed them that way is because like we sort of said they're, they're sort of designed to be customized and suit you know anyone's hair type that they've got so you know somebody might have really fine hair but it's really long and so 
they will still need it to be long and, you know, they might want to go for something like the medium because their hair is long and they want thickness. And so the medium is kind of going to give them a decent amount of thickness for what they're after. Whereas if a person has shorter, like middle, say, let's say mid-length fine hair, but they only want volume and they don't want any length, then the fine halo would be ideal for that because they would then cut that to the same length as their own hair um, and it would give them, you know, the perfect amount of thickness. Whereas if that person wanted length though as well as thickness, then they could either opt for the medium or the thick halo because um, how it works is you kind of need to balance out. If you want length, you do need to balance out the hair ratio of your own hair at the top of your what you're, what's going on with your real hair. Right. Um, because, for example, like if you say if you wanted length, you and you tried to get length with the fine halo, it's just going to look like stringy, you know, stringy sort of like thin ends because yeah. there's not enough hair on the fine halo to balance out, you know, what's going on with your hair to, to actually achieve that natural length. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're, they're used in different ways and it can sound a little bit complex, but it, it really just depends on your hair type and what you want to achieve with your yeah. own hair. Yeah. And we, we kind of go into a lot of detail with um, videos and the information on our website about how to figure that out. But it's, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty clear because like when you cut hair extensions shorter, even they, they get much thicker. Uh, so you're sort of looking at that as well and like how you can achieve that thickness by which halo you, you choose. Fantastic. It's so good that you actually show how to cut the hair because I'm definitely not a hairdresser. So I would have no idea what I'm doing. And me with a pair of scissors is probably dangerous just alone. So not even to mention with a piece of hair. So <laughs> I probably recommend you go to a hairdresser. Yeah, we recommend we recommend you take it to a hairdresser and even just show them our content and videos. But they they usually know what to do. Okay, yeah. awesome. That's good to I think know. Also, um, you know, if you get overwhelmed or if you don't if you can't be bothered trying to figure out what colour and what thickness and stuff yourself. That's all part of the colour matching service. So Great. you just go and, you know, ask the guys and they'll tell that, you know. Yeah, like you can say, um, oh, this is my hair, what colour should I get? Also, I'm after length and volume, but not too much length. You know, I only want it to be to, you know, breast length or something. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, cool, you, you get this halo and cut it, you know, and I'll sort of explain which one you'll need. Awesome. Full service. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And so can I ask, obviously, um, you mentioned before that there are some other brands that have popped up um, since you've launched as well. So can I ask, how do you deal with copycats or competitors in the industry? Yeah, um, copycats are inevitable. If you're doing something good, then there's always going to be somebody who wants to ride off the back of that. Mm-hmm. And we've had many, many copycats over the years. Even the big brands blatantly copy us, wow. um, you know, other very central brands. So in the scheme of things, there's not much that you can really do about that. But, um, you know, if we see someone using our creative, like literally like using our ads, uh, sorry, our videos to run their own ads on Facebook, then we'll report them um, on Facebook and get it taken off. And yeah. uh, if that happens too many times, like sometimes there'll be like a, a brand, um, presumably a Chinese brand because they, they tend to do this a lot, yeah. um, that pops up and they, you know, we report them, you know, four or five times and then they get taken down. Um, or if one of our direct competitors copy our creative, you know, our, 
copy our ideas, then I guess we take that as a compliment and keep innovating. Yeah. If they want to be like us, then, then you know, we must be doing something right. Absolutely. <laughs> totally. Yes. And obviously there are also many highlights having a brand. So what's been your career highlights so far? Um, for me, it's been developing the brand and just seeing my vision come to life. I've also really loved the travel opportunities and like building solid relationships that we have with the people we work with, like our suppliers. And um, we have an amazing team like of staff and just agency partners. Um, I find the, yeah, just the relationship part of it really satisfying and fulfilling. Lovely. That's lovely. What about you, Logan? Um, I think that traveling around the world to meet our suppliers as well, uh, you know, working with creatives and learning about different cultures and getting experience, getting to experience all this with, with Taryn, um, you know, because oh, we're sweet. obviously in a relationship. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's been really fun. <laughs> it's wow. sort of like uh, it's sort of like a dream come true. I think for both oh, of us. Oh, that's yeah. so cute. God, I'm so single right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. It just made me realize how single I am. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> 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 no, that's beautiful. That's a great answer. And I'm sure you've got some brownie points for saying that too. <laughs> and so can I also ask, um, what advice do you have for creatives, people who are looking to start their own brand? I think it's easy to get caught up in what everyone else is doing um, and like paying too much attention to that and letting that influence you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this takes you into a place of copying and competing rather than creating and innovating. And Competition is just such an intense and stressful activity. You know, really like stimulates cortisol production, stimulates adrenaline production, and it's it's a wholly like fight or flight response activity. So you can't really be creative when you're stressed like that. So I think I feel like this is where creativity dies. And I know I've spoken about competition a little bit in this podcast, but honestly, I I, I don't pay any attention to our competitors at all. I have no interest. And as soon as I do, I I immediately notice my heart rate in- increases, and I find it very hard to innovate. So mm-hmm. I think the the only way that you can really create new things, which is being creative, is about creating new things, is yeah. to remain predominantly in isolation from what others are doing and focus on what you want to do for your customers in relation to their needs. Just let your your actions be completely guided by what you want to do and express in the world. That's fantastic advice and so true because, you know, seeing someone doing the same thing or someone acing it and you're still trying to get started, it really can mess with your mind. So that's awesome advice and very realistic. Yeah. I think people forget that you're not here to be like everybody else. You're here to be like you. Oh, I love and to be like you, you have to you have to just do what what you do in in complete isolation from what everyone else is doing. Totally. And you're not really adding value to the world unless you're actually expressing what's unique to you. And it's more fun that way, isn't it, when you're just doing your own thing? Oh, 100%. It's so much more gratifying when you create something that's unique to you and people like it rather than um, creating something that's a copy of something else and people like it. You know, it's on one hand, you're, you're just copying someone else and taking credit for it. And on the other hand, you're creating something brand new that's never been done before or at least a variation of something, you know, and um, that's unique and people really get around it, it's super cool. Yeah, awesome. What about you, Taryn? Any advice? Um, I I actually have the same opinion as Logan. I feel like he okay. covered everything awesome. perfectly. Yeah. On the same page. Love it. And yeah. <laughs> um, where do you see Sitting Pretty Halo Hair in the next few years? Um, so we want to sort of like grow our team a little bit more and just have more like, I guess, specialists 
doing their thing um, in our business, um, which we're starting to work on at the moment, which is really, really awesome. But I really, I've sort of always had this dream vision of um, opening up a studio again so that we can mm. take it back to the roots of like how I started it in the early days. But um, yeah, just be able to like give our customers that face-to-face um, service and like that 360 service of like having you know um, they're coming and getting it done completely so they don't have to like I guess worry about all the little things that they might be worrying about and I know that they really want that so I think it'd be really awesome just in, in a holistic way as well just to like really embody the whole brand and have a closer relationship with our customers and um, really understand what they're wanting and what they're wanting to see and that whole thing and just Mm -hmm. really providing, I guess, um, because then that way, I guess, you learn what they want to, you know, change about the product or whatever, and then you can go and make those changes. Whereas when it's all online, it can be a little bit harder to do that. Yeah. And I think that um, we can't overstate the value that came out of having that, you know, the first 12 months or 18 months or whatever it was, having that uh, face-to-face interaction with the customer. Like there was so much learning that came out of that that's been pretty much the um, the cornerstone of, I guess, growth and, and stuff with the entire business since then. Um, and we really want to go back to doing that so that we can have that learning again. Great. I love that. A bit of a, a full circle kind of moment as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And so where can we get our hands on Sitting Pretty Halo Hair and where can we follow you? Yeah, so um, our, you can buy our halos on our website, which is sittingprettyhalohair.com and our Instagram handle is sittingprettyhalohair. Amazing. Awesome. Um, so now I'm going to jump into a few random questions for you, <laughs> if you're ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, number one, uh, would you rather only be able to use a fork or only be able to use a spoon? Oh, I'd go fork. Uh, I'd go spoon. Oh, yeah. Why? Why would okay. you go? What, 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 well, what if you needed? Because you can pick mm. up the food with a spoon, like if you wouldn't, like you would a fork, but you would just pick it up differently. But what if you needed to eat like something soupy and mm. you couldn't eat it with a fork? True, and it runs through. Oh my god! But then you can't eat pasta with a just a spoon yeah. so that would really that would be really bad for me because I love pasta Same. I would oh drink God. the soup <laughs> I would drink the soup and I would get a fork for my pasta so Logan yeah, you're the practical one yes <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much sense <laughs> I spend a lot of time thinking about these things so yeah it keeps you up at night does it yeah it really does yeah <laughs> You had such a good um, mention there, Taryn, because I'm obsessed with pasta myself. So when you said that, I was like, oh, my God, so true. Yeah, yeah, I think fork, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I probably go fork too. But, Taryn, your reasoning was good behind it. You had good intentions there, and I like it. <laughs> and <Thanks. laughs> Welcome. And number two, uh, Netflix or Instagram and why? Oh, I don't use Instagram, so Netflix. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, they're so different. Probably, probably Netflix. Did you say? Did you say why? Yeah, why? Um, I I feel like I enjoy Netflix more. Mm. Like Instagram's fun, but I feel like if I I really feel the effects of it if I've been on there a bit too long. Like I feel it might even just be like the phone or something. I don't know. I just feel more jittery or something, or like just not relaxed. Yeah. Like I've been, I guess, like yeah, doing something intense. Like I don't know what it is, but. 
Um, yeah, I do notice that if I've been on Instagram for like even like 20 minutes, I know that, that seems like a long time, but like if I'm on there for 20 minutes, I feel like, oh, I need to put my phone down. Like I just feel a bit intense right now, whereas Netflix is like the best. Like you can relax and just I watch. totally get mm-hmm. what you're saying and I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what about, about you? What would you choose? Me? Oh, geez. That's actually really hard. Like I – I love both, um, but I think if I was focusing on relaxing and just getting away from everything going on in the world and getting away from comparing myself, I'd definitely go Instagram. I mean, Netflix, not Instagram, Jesus, um, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I'd definitely go Netflix because then I can choose what I want to consume and enjoy it. Yeah, um, okay. Thank you. And final question. So would you rather style each other's hair every day or never style your hair again? (laughs) (laughs) I think I would choose to style each other's hair every day. Okay. So does that mean like is the the question because if I didn't style my hair ever again, then it would look bad forever? (laughs) Well, it depends how good Logan is or like – Oh no, but if your hair if your hair is naturally just amazing, then that's bloody great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe each other's. Do you rate yourself? Is everyone in the same predicament? Um, let's how about, That makes a big difference. Yeah, true. Ha- hang on. How about we change it to your hair would be just like bed hair otherwise if you could never style it again. <laughs> <laughs> like your hair is how okay. you wake up. Yeah, that's very that's very bad. I would have to have I would have to go with styling each other's hair. Yeah, you would, but I <laughs> I actually I actually don't style my hair very often. Um, because I have a lot of natural body in my hair and yeah, I'm really lucky in that sense, but, um, I don't, um, I really don't ever put heat on my hair anymore because I'm trying to like get it to grow and be healthy. So yeah, I'm really, I'm actually really lazy with my hair these days. So I'd probably go for the opposite. Yeah. Roll out of bed, ready to go. Yeah. Mm. I like that. And oh my God, I'm so jealous that your hair is so luscious. (laughs) Oh, it's not luscious. It's just got body, like my, my roots up the top. Yeah, like my roots just naturally sit up um, when it dries naturally, but I don't have luscious hair. Like the bottom is quite fine, hence the halo hair extension business. See, I would do – yeah, you're like, wow, that makes so much sense. See, I would love a bit of body because I feel like the top of my head is like as flat as a pancake, so I'd go for that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Taryn and Logan, you have been so great. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having us. It was yeah. really fun. It was awesome. Yeah, it was Thank great you. Chatting. No worries. And can't wait to see everything that you're bringing out next. And, yeah, good luck with it all. Thank you. Thanks. All right, bye. Bye.